Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 194 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/check. Yes, another football weekend is now in the books. Week five of the NFL season just about wrapped up at the time of this recording. We still await the result of the Jets-Falcons game, but I think we already know the result of that game in our heart, don't we? (laughs) Uh, All right, let's talk about it. First of all, with the man seated to my immediate right, as usual, back in his chair from NFL.com and NFL Fantasy Live, festively adorned in a pink Button down and pink socks. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. I should I should also point out that you as well are wearing the pink shirt. I did. I, I well, that's the way you saw. You see what's going on on the NFL fields. Everybody's wearing the pink now. I thought yeah. I'd uh, get in on the party. I'm I'm glad you did. You, did you hear that they're going to be done with the pink flags? I'm glad like that's for going. That. To, that was a little that's that too was, much. It's I enough love, already. I love everything about it, but the pink flags because the towels are pink that the players are wearing, and then it, you could tell how disconcerting it was for the announcers. I'm all for a good cause, of course, but listen, as an astute, as a man who fancies him, I don't fancy myself. I am the uniform monitor. It throws me off. Well, look at, I mean, some of those uniforms do not look good when you infuse a little bit of pink trim into them. All right, let's uh, let's also bring into the conversation here another of our great pals. You know him as uh, at Move the Sticks on Twitter. He's one of the great personnel guys going on your TV screen and on your uh, and on your laptop. And sooner rather than later, he will be an NFL general manager. Here he is, everybody. It's Daniel Jeremiah. What's the poop with you, fella? Well, I got to start off this week. Last week, I complained a little bit about the temperature, and I think yeah. you guys have solved that problem. I think black tie probably deserves a good bit of credit for that. It's a very oh. comfortable environment in here today. Guys. Oh, I've been oh, around nice. plenty of prima donnas in my life. You're, you're small <laughs> potatoes, there, DJ. All right, fellas, let's talk about it. And there's a lot of talk, a lot to kibitz about 
when it comes to NFL QBs. Our roster is as follows. Get your thoughts prepared in your brains now, and then we'll talk about them one by one. Colin Kaepernick has to be addressed, even though a little under the radar, because Romo and Matt Schaub, two other names we have to discuss, are getting more of the headlines here, as is Josh Freeman. we got to run through all those. Real quick, though, Daniel Jeremiah, you love college football, as do I. You and Matt Money Smith and Bucky Brooks get together at least once a week to do the uh, Draft 24-7 podcast. Very nice. And uh, why, why is Black Tie behind the glass shaking his head? What now? Oh, he's, he's chewing food. Excuse me. He's having. <laughs> it, I, can you imagine what we what this podcast might be if he gave it a hundred percent of his attention? He's always multitasking. My number one goal was to uh, work on my body language. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Again, with the body language and the sexy deep balls, black tie. Please, we're talking. That was uh, Brandon Marshall following uh, Sunday's game. He was talking about his body language. That's how I feel right now. Hey. I know you have your complaints, but I'm working on it. All right. Let me tell All you right. this. I feel like, Black Tie, you maybe have discovered as much grief as I and Rank and others have given you about your incessant talk about the importance of body language on the gridiron. I think, listen, if there can be capologists, if there can be bracketologists, Certainly, they're draft experts. If all of those things can exist, why not a body language expert for the NFL? You may have created a little cottage industry for yourself. It's being worked on. It's being worked on. Good Maybe for you. a weekly recap of uh, body language across the NFL. Can you imagine? Uh, that's fine with me if you want to do that. Can you imagine if we started, uh, if in like a year or five years from now, it's like, hey, welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, <laughs> body language guru. Black tie. And him and Joe Lenardi are hanging out somewhere saying, we have the easiest <laughs> jobs ever. Laughing at the world. <laughs> Can you believe we get paid for the hokum we created? <laughs> All right, listen, I'm sorry, DJ. So we were talking about college football. You love to watch it. You do it not just to gauge the quality of talent on the field, but because it's pleasing to look at each Saturday. And it occurred to me looking at it this past Saturday that – I know it's a right of uh, of fall each year to say, well, is there another conference as good or better than the SEC? But in 2013, I really believe that maybe there's not just even one, but maybe two, that the Pac-12 is the class of the uh, of college football this year because you have, obviously, UCLA, you have Stanford, you have Oregon, you have Washington. Those are four very good teams. Arizona State's Arizona okay. State's pretty good if that's your fifth-place team. That's not too bad. USC, middle of the pack, and so on. Then you go to the ACC. You have Clemson and Florida State. In addition to those teams, you have some other nice teams coming up behind those, too. And then the SEC. Yes, Bama is probably the best team, although they have yet to really – decisively show that they are dominating teams or they dominated Ole Miss, but Ole Miss ain't exactly great. Their big signature that let the world know, Hey, Ole Miss is pretty good is when they beat Texas. But now it's pretty clear that the Longhorns stink this year. So that is not a quality win after that LSU. Okay. Georgia looks good, but I mean, it's not like that conference is any better. It certainly doesn't have the quality of teams in say the top four or five true or false. You know, I, I think I'd put the SEC and the Pac-12 pretty close to each other. I still think when you look at the SEC, you can't forget about Florida. Missouri's undefeated. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they're a top 25 team. South Carolina's still pretty darn good, although they have a loss. LSU, Alabama. I still think they might have that. If you're going to rank top seven versus top seven of the other conferences, I, I would still go with the hmm. SEC. The thing that, that's interesting is the ACC, you've got the big two with, with Florida State and Clemson. 
uh, they can stack up with the Big Two anywhere else. And then the Pac in the Pac-12, they go deeper than that. I think you have their you know about four teams that are really good. Washington guys, it's really really good. They're a good football mm-hmm. team. They're better in the trenches than they've been in years past. They have great skill position guys. Uh, they, their defense more than held down the Stanford offense this last week, and the kick returns killed them. Uh, and then a couple drop passes there on that last driver, they would have snuck out of there with a win. So I, I, I'm bullish on the on the top of the Pac-12. I just think if you want to go a little bit deeper, I still give the SEC a bit of a nod. But somebody brought up a great point on uh, what would be great for college football this year, and I, I'm now I'm, I'm upset, obsessed with it because it's all I care about. I, I would love to see Stanford beat Oregon. And everybody says, "Oh, well, that means you get we, you know, we get Stanford and Alabama." No, no, no. I don't care about that. The Fiesta Bowl would give us Baylor versus Oregon, and hmm. the parties at my house, and we'll get lots of food, <laughs> and we'll just kick our feet up and just enjoy the offensive uh, slugfest that you would see between those two teams. Baylor scored seventy-three points this last weekend. They turned the ball over four times. <laughs> How is that possible? It's yeah, that offense is a is another one that quietly after RG three left there, they kept on rolling. They, you oh, know, they're they're I'm, not a year I'm, and a half I'm, I'm past RG three. I wasn't watching the Baylor game last week. I was at my brother in law's for a birthday party for my niece, and we had the games on. So you're you know you're eating, you're talking to people, you're watching the game. All of a sudden, I see it scroll up across the bottom of the screen. Uh, you know, fifty six to fourteen Baylor over West Virginia. I thought well, that's another you know another impressive showing by those guys. It took it for it to come around the second time before I realized that was the halftime score. Oh jeez, I score fifty six points in the first half it's a, a yeah so so they're doing big stuff it's another it's shaping up to be another uh, it's a fun great year college i mean football one thing, season. the one thing that's great guys in this all we can leave college football on this one but uh for, for so many years sec was a premier conference and there was no offense there it was just 10 mm-hmm. to 7 games and they weren't very pretty to watch now they finally have some better quarterbacks in in, in the conference and it you know it's it's all pretty enjoyable to watch on a saturday afternoon well you know like we've talked about so you do have a&m that's what so it probably goes after bam it goes georgia but keep in mind everybody who wants to defend the sec over all else just remember head-to-head clemson beat georgia for what that's worth and mm-hmm. that is by the way college football's constructed that's everything that's the only thing that matters so i'm i i don't want to I- indulge this conversation too much more but just give me one quick pick yep. here oregon stanford who's going to win that one assuming oregon. they both survive i'll UCLA. say i'll say oregon i'll say oregon Stanford, I'm, run not, past I'm, I'm just not sure they're going to be able to keep up with them. And, and I've seen some holes in the Stanford defense this year, and Washington exploited them this last week. Rank, you have any thoughts on this this year, or are you just keeping it exclusively to the Big West or whichever that the Big weirdo West. conference Big is? West. Cal State Fullerton stopped playing football yeah. a few years ago. Stop. We stopped playing a long time ago. I do follow a little bit of the Mountain West. UNLV yep, playing a little go. bit better. Starting go. to get it back. That's Rosie McGee school. And watching it, it it's – it's his wife. It's my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't yeah. going to ask any questions. Anybody, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Didn't mean it. But no, I, I I do look at it's amazing to me, though, because over the last couple of years, the SEC has turned out so many great um, players. But the Pac-10 coaches, like all the team, like yeah. Pete Carroll's doing so great. Pac-10 Harbaugh. coach. Harbaugh. You know, and all that. Mm. It's like, you know, and so it's really interesting. And I wonder, though. With Sarkeesian doing so well at Washington, does this bode for him staying in Seattle? Or is this kind of the thing we talked about last week where 
Chris Peterson wouldn't want to leave Boise State on a down note. Mm-hmm. Would Sarkeesian feel good about like, hey, I got Washington to this point. I'm going to go back to USC. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a tough decision for him if they do, in fact, offer him that job. He's from Southern California to return back home. But, guys, he takes a boat to work every day at <laughs> yeah. Washington. That's, that's, you're not doing that up here. I, down here. Down here, I should say. You know which one I like? You, took, you gave us the name Franklin from, uh, Vandy. from Vandy. I'll tell you, I like Matt Money Smith's suggestion. Pat Fitzgerald, if you yep. sort of He's understand. Well, I was just going to say, if you understand when to pull your chips off the table mm-hmm. and uh, and walk home and, and count yourself a winner, this might be the time to do that if you're a Northwestern. I don't know that Pat Fitzgerald can consistently recruit into Chicago, given that he's competing against Michigan. You assume Brady Hoke's going to continue to build that same thing for Urban Meyer. That's what you're – and Notre Dame. All I mean, in the same recruiting. You're, try, you're trying for the same pool of talent. I think he might do well to, to jump yeah, out there. I mean, just the fact that he, the, he grew up in the city, he went to – School sure. there. He's got a job for life. Would you really want to take on the pressure? I suppose cooker? he can't get fired. Yeah, that's. I mean, a good he's going to make. I don't know what he makes, but I mean, I give you make a million and a half for the rest of your life if you want to. Last thing, and then to the pros. Tennessee Volunteers oh, that was a almost won. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. You mean the uniforms, right? Oh, you no, mean the outcome of the game? No, no, there was nothing DJ wrong. DJ and I went back and forth nothing online, and he scolded me as some sort of a uniform snob. Guess what? Tennessee in that all gray, it looked fine, except that they had the white hat on. They looked like two different teams. They looked like, oh wait, we we didn't bring the gray helmets. Ah, just wear the whites. It's too late. We got to go out there and play now. It, it didn't like look the, right. It looked like the prison team from Necessary Roughness. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a compliment, though. No, DJ. no. DJ what, liked what, those uniforms. Rank, what, what are you in for? <laughs> Com- computer fraud. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, ugly <laughs> uniform <laughs> design. That would probably have you pretty low on the uh, on the respect uh, on the respect uh, in, in some. I like the uniforms, and I. I but what did oh. I say? I challenged you on Twitter to throw it out to your to your people. I was going. And to. I got a bunch of people that got on that thread and I did not see one that did not like that's the cause you're, That's because you're fancied as the cool guy. Everybody uh, wants to hang out it. with the BMOC. No one wants to hang out with the yeah. nerdy loser Damashek. Everybody wants it's to hang not, out with the... I, with, get, my, I get my fair share of flack. The starting QB. He starts. Ask the 49er fans if I get my He's fair share of flack on Twitter. All right, let's start there. I, I, you like I feel that transition? Like that was very good. And here's a here's a little uh, programming note, too. I am not just doing the Sheck Report this week. There mm. is so much, and it's not about Tony Romo. It's about the Romopologists out there. Now, all three of us know. Smelly it. Smelly at Harrison Hold cannot on. help himself. He's like a child <laughs> in his defense. Hold on. He gets so petulant when you when you say hey, boo hey, him about and, him and handsome Hank. On Twitter, I was a little oh, uncomfortable. We'll get, we're going to get oh, handsome man. Hank. Wow. We'll get handsome Hank. We're going to have both these guys together. No, no, no. They never that can't happen. It can't. Don't you see? Come on. You ever see Clark Kent and Superman yeah. in the same room? Don't you understand? Handsome Hank is Clark Kent to DJ Superman. I think you, you have that, that backwards, but maybe either way. Now listen, everybody. But that's not just him. Peter King, Pete Prisco from CBS said that you're nothing less than an idiot. If you if you bash Romo after the performance and Adam Shine of NFL.com and so on. There are a lot of people. Now, of course, I could point out all the people who did, did not, bash Romo. Did you not see me on NFL Fantasy Live today defending Tony Romo? Rocking a jersey. I didn't, wearing, I didn't hear it, but I was walking by a TV a and saw jersey. you wearing a niner. Was, of course, because no. this guy is a fantasy superstar. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. Exactly like hey, I, was, I have an idea for everybody. <laughs> for everybody who wants to defend Tony Romo and say, hey, it's not just about the rings, you know. It's not just about Super Bowls. And, and here's, here's the straw man argument that they set up. Oh, so, so all right, so then Trent Dilfer's better than Tony Romo? No. 
understand. Grow up is first of all is what I would say to you. Grow up with your with your silly argument with your with your hyperbolic point that that is intended to diminish what I have to say. No, but I will tell you this: that got that really great QBs they don't win a Super Bowl. They win multiple Super Bowls. How about that? That mo- most great QBs now Dan Marino didn't. Obviously, they're exceptions. Who gets mentioned more, by the way, in this discussion? than Dan Marino and Trent Dilfer. I mean, they're forever yeah, yeah. linked because this discussion inevitably brings up both of them every and, time. But this thing, oh, he, look, well, hey, look at, look, I mean, his his quarterback ra- rating, just check it out. I mean, don't, and then tell me that he's he's not uh, he's not great. Hey, listen, how about this, everybody? Then if, if the Super Bowls don't matter, then let's just cancel them. Let's just all gather around <laughs> our laptops and what, swoon what over do you his have fantasy an, when, when numbers. Is Elliot, Who cares? When, when is Elliot and Handsome Hank coming in Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Ding, ding. Okay. That's, That's they're, oh, they're going to go round and round, and I'll oversee it. And listen, if anybody, if either of you wants to be in here, because I almost feel it's unfair. Handsome Hank is on my side. I don't think, and I, I'll speak for Handsome Hank. What is Hank. the side? What is, I, I, I don't, the thing that I that, don't get is that everybody gets upset at Tony Romo. He gets made fun of, and this is from the general populace. And I tell you, if the situations on Sunday were reversed, and they very could have easily been reversed, nobody ever goes after Peyton Manning the oh, way that's they so they never go after Peyton. You and I do we're it the all only the time. Ones. We are the only ones. <laughs> nobody, and that's the thing that bothers me the most. I want to make fun of Tony Romo. Go ahead, but I just when Peyton Manning eventually does this, and he will at some point this season because In January because history, history shows that it will happen. That's right. I want people. I want the same type of vitriol to go after Peyton Manning that he always escapes. If Peyton, if Tony Romo's dad was a famous mediocre quarterback from the seventies, wow. everybody wow. recent wow. guest here of the podcast, you're ripping Archie. Wow, no, uh, I'm just saying he was an average quarterback from the set. So if he was on any other team, I'll tell you what: the Houston Texan fans. Would love to have Tony Romo right now. Great. Tony Romo and on the Cardinals. And you know why? Because Tony Romo's a good quarterback. But you talk about history. Talk about a guy who on more than one occasion has thrown games away in big spots. You cannot let him off the hook for that. All guys aren't created equally. Here's the point that everybody keeps making. Oh, so you're going to blame the defense? Or he, plays, he doesn't have an offensive line? So on and so forth. Yeah, he's supposed to be the best player, and he's the most important player. I don't think anyone argues that the most important position on the field is quarterback. That's the way it works. Simplistic though it may be, the QB gets a lot of credit, and he gets more blame than perhaps he deserves. That's the way but it he works, never everybody. Gets, he never gets bailed out. Ever. He never. Anytime he has one of these moments, like I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Peyton in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe he had a, a great game in that no, Super indeed. Bowl. No, he did not. But people around him helped him out and got him got him through that. So he's not doesn't have that attached to him quite the same way that Romo has. Anytime Romo's had one of these moments, I mean, the defense still gets to come back out on the field. They could, you know, help him out. Somebody on the offense can make a play. It ne- nobody ever bails this guy out. Anytime he makes a mistake like this, uh, it's over. I mean, he deserves – look, he he deserves, in my, in, in my opinion, deserves the credit he gets from everybody, and you can understand the criticism he gets from everybody. That's I think exactly they're I think right. they're fair arguments on both sides That's of the That's exactly deal. right. But it's you can't talk about one zero. without the other. You can't talk about – Right, the the bonehead throw without acknowledging the the five hundred yards and the five touchdowns, and you don't you can't do it the other way either. It's that's, all part of the deal. That's fine, but our 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 football loving universe will oh they they to me Peyton and Tony Romo are the same guy. 
basically the same guy, except Tony Romo gets more grief for everything. And last year when Peyton Manning threw the game-crippling interception against the Ravens, everybody blamed the defense. Yep. I think he got a, he got a little bit of he I got mean, a little I, bit of blame. You for and that. I, yeah, you know, you and I were in. On I don't that. listen you to anything I... else other than the Dave Damashek football oh, program. So I, I don't that's know okay. anything other than what goes on inside these very cool Touché. walls that we're in right now. All right, and and you know, and you're right though, Rank. Everybody drops me low. Oh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals would be undefeated. You know, here's the thing. Tony Romo, talk about everybody beats him up unfairly because he's on the Dallas Cowboys, which is so much hokum. It's not 1972. We all have cable. We all see all the games. We all see uh, coverage of every play ad nauseum. It's not some mystery. Like he's he, Oh, is, is Andy Dalton in some sleepy little burg that no one's ever heard of? Everybody's aware. Ask Matt Schaub if he's getting any heat right now. Ask, uh, ask Peyton Manning. Ask Eli Manning and Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow and Ben Roethlisberger. Half of the fans in Pittsburgh would trade him right now. That's how quickly everybody does. It's it's nonsense. Oh, he's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. So what? That's not that doesn't carry the weight that it did. Like I say, a quarter century ago. I don't agree. But with their, that. their fan base is still larger Fine. than just. About I mean, well, they right. played the Chargers. They played the Chargers last week, and it was like watching a Cowboy home game when you're sitting on TV watching them. There's so many Cowboy fans in the stands. I just think there's more people that care about the Cowboys. Here's the other thing. Than, than most other teams. Here's the other thing with it too. Uh, about Tony Romo. And he's also, everybody, it, it beats him up too much. How about he gets let off the hook a little bit by this by this remark? Hey, he's, what's he supposed to do? He, there's no other talent on that team. He's the only guy. Obviously, no, no, no. Not on offense, there's skill, talent. But, on defense, they don't, they, well, last couple of years, they have not been good on defense. I think that's legit. Agreed. I'll tell you who else is on a lousy team. Tom Brady. You yourself, Daniel Jeremiah, oh, yeah. said to me, that. What he's doing this year, he's done it for the last couple of years, but what he's doing this is the equivalent of what Le- LeBron did when he was with the Cavaliers. He's got nothing. There's nothing on that nothing. team. He's 4-1. and one. I'm tired of the excuses about Tony. And, and one more comment, and then we're off of Romo, because we have to do this again. But who's, but who's, com- who's ever compared Tony Romo to Tom Brady? Oh, well, those people would have you believe that he's, listen, he's terrific well, and he's not crazy. giving his due. He's I, not giving his due. Why is he not giving his due? He's a great quarterback. Why is he not? Uh, why does he always well, if get skipped gonna, over? If, if that argument That's is made, argument. then you have to make the reverse argument and say you put Tom Brady in the Cowboys team with those group of receivers. Good night. Yeah, well, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, anyway, all right. You know what? We'll, Thanks, we'll, Dave. Appreciate that. It was we'll, really uh, nice of you. We'll move on. I think for, the pink shirt makes you a little bit nicer. I'm all, when am I anything other than delightful? I, I am always uh, pleasant and inviting of all opinions, including my own, first and foremost. Now, let's get to another opinion. You might I need have. to bust out of iron, though. Not, don't, see, now look who's being mean now. No, but I mean, Rank has a pink shirt so, on. It's very nicely pressed, and yours is just a little bit. Yeah, maybe it's beachy. You going for the beachy, you don't, beachy yeah. look? That's, you don't understand. Understated style, sir. Okay, there you now go. listen. Carry let on. Me, let me tell you about this. In Oh, and, and to finish my programming note that started eight minutes ago. So we did the Sheck report proper. But I had so much to say about this Romo stuff. And again, it's not Tony Romo. It's the same thing as I've always said. It is the Grateful Dead fan effect. It is the syndrome of that. People say, oh, I hate the Grateful Dead. Have you listened to their music? It's perfectly pleasant. Summertime, uh, drink in the sun kind of uh, kind of vibe kind of thing. 
Now, their fan base is a little off-putting sometimes. Same thing with Romopologists. Tony Romo, I have no I have no horse in that race. You know, I don't care if the Cowboys are good or bad. That doesn't enhance or or or, or diminish my life either way. I don't care about the NFC East. Any of those four teams could win. My life is not better or worse for the outcome there. So the idea is that it's sort of like this narcissistic idea, like, you have it in for Romo. Why ever would I have it in for that guy? What do I care what he does, good or bad? Fine. I listen, whatever's a fun story is what uh, is what I want to do. Now Let's move to to so so oh so we so my point is I had to go after the Roma apologists so we did for the first ever first time ever we have something called the reality check be on the lookout for that it's a it's Ooh, a it's a check nice. report exclusive the reality check well, I can't I'm, wait. and I'm doing it for the Roma apologists look for that at nfl.com slash check all right next up Texas has a bad quarterback situation right now because it's not just. Romo, who yes, we can we can talk about that last minute pick there, but Matt Schaub is uh, is stepping up here and really taking the heat for his pal Romo. Three abysmal picks, and I like Schaub. I think he I, I, up until a week ago I would have said, listen, you know what, he's got some weapons. Let's say everything's going to settle down, and but you could see them going into San Francisco and losing it. But man, he just handed that game away, and now what do you do? DJ, as a guy, a personnel guy who's been in those front offices, what's going on right now? What are they saying? I know Kubiak's not going to tell the truth, but what are, what's the regime saying to each other right now? I think they're trying to figure out what they have behind him. I mean, it, right. at this point in time, I think you feel like, you know, Schaub's really struggling. But the question is, who are we going to replace him with? So as much as the evaluation is being taking place in the public about Matt Schaub, I think in private there's a lot of discussions about T.J. The reality of it, And saying, you know, hey, are we comfortable here? I mean, is this really going to make us better? Are we better off just trying to ride this thing out? And hopefully he comes through this, gets his confidence back, and we can get rolling again. Um, But that's why, you know, look, he's played poorly enough to be put on the bench. I just don't know if they, you know, have enough – confidence in T.J. Yates to, to make that What about Case time. Keenum? Yeah, because I agree with Yates. Okay. Case Keenum made some throws in the preseason, but again, you're, you're not talking about a guy with big-time skill set. Like, you know, it's not like he's he doesn't have a real strong arm. He'll run around a little bit and make some plays. He's it's There's just nothing on campus that gets you all that fired up to is make he, a move. So, but the shop have of the three, does he have the best arm? No, I would say Yates probably has the best arm. Oh, really? The three. I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think any of the three are going to wow you from a physical standpoint. Here's my here's my wild idea, my insane idea that you'll probably laugh at. Why don't they, speaking of quarterbacks from the state of Texas, why don't they go get the guy who's standing out on the street who led the Longhorns to the national title in aught six, Vince Young? Why don't they do that? The season's over. They ain't do. I mean, listen, at one and I four, mean, they're, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah. The, oh, the Texans are two and three, though. Texans are two and oh, three. Oh, two and three. I'm they're sorry. They're two, two, two and three. And the, the, you don't, know, it, the way, don't you don't correct me the, on my program. The way the, uh, the, way the AFC is shaping up, you know, I think you're they're obviously still in the mi- middle of the whole thing. They haven't even played the Colts yet. They'll get two cracks at them. So I just think from the Vince Young standpoint, what they want to do offensively, they must feel like it's not a fit. I mean, that's that's something that's determined inside the building there in, in terms. But of when what you watch, do, but. but when you watch what a guy who, if nothing else, when things when the offense is really struggling, and by the way, you look at that, you look at that Niners game, and I really got the sense once they got really behind the eight ball, they couldn't just try and, and bang away. But I got the sense against a decent defense, at least. I don't think the Niners have the same rush D that they've had the last few years, but still. 
kind of, it seemed like Arian Foster was he played great. There was a chance that he was about to start making some hay, but yep. they just couldn't stick with it because of the, the score got out of whack, and that was the turnovers. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you then? Like then you watch. I stayed up, and by the way, we gotta get this Sunday night game going. I want a late night Sunday night game. This was a gift <laughs> from the football <laughs> gods, and I want to see it every week now. A late night to the West Coast game starts at eleven thirty Eastern. I'm in every week. Yeah. I was in till the bitter end last night. Why don't we get a game like that? I want to. I want to sit down. I love when the University of Hawaii plays at like, and they kick off here at nine. Yeah, it, it's so. Well, it, fantastic. Th- it felt to me like the opening weekend in college basketball season when you're watching yes. the Maui Invitational and oh, it's like yeah. Chaminade versus Michigan State coming up at eleven o'clock at night. Love it doesn't. That. That's exactly they, right. The, when, the the expectation of quality goes out the window. You don't care. You're you just got, you got to have it. You got to get a game. I have now decided. People, oh, it's the Raiders. Who cares about? It? I, that's you're missing the point. That's a pro football game we're watching. People, that's terrific. Yeah, I'm already prearranging my schedule for when they do the 24 hours of college basketball. I'm like, <laughs> I got to figure out my. I'm like, I got to take time off, be at a place where I could be up all night and just watching those games. Um, so like San Diego State in the Citadel at 4 a.m. Love it. But Beautiful. Terrell Pryor looked pretty good. You have he to did. say he did. He he ran around, made plays, made throws. I mean, as much you know, he threw as, two as, great it, balls up the right sideline. He escaped. He, he his escapability inside the pocket, and then to to still keep his eyes downfield and really threw some pretty balls. I mean, those were those. He were drilled tough. a couple throws right on he, the sideline. He line had there. the sideline ones, but there was one he made, which every announcer is always going to say, "You never want to throw across your right. body as a quarterback." But still, there's not many guys that that make that throw going 100 miles an hour to the right to throw a laser back across the left to the middle of the field for you know a really impressive completion. I, th- I think they've got something to work with there. With this I, uh, You know what? And you know what? It, it, they should have seen that one coming a, a million miles away. The great late Al Davis saw it. He knew all he knew, needed to know about Terrell Pryor. Wait, where is he from? Oh, he's from the banks of the Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, PA. <laughs> That's all they make are quarterbacks. Get that kid out here. That's what they decided to do. All right. DJ's going to leave. Black Tie is trying to uh, work traffic here. You know what? I don't care. It's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. Let's do it. Let's just see what happens. If they can exist, if only for a couple minutes, in the same room here in Studio 66. Oh, he's here. Here he is, everybody. He's back from England. He went over to his homeland to watch the Steelers lose to the Vikings. He stuck around for a few extra days. Now he's back since he left, too, by the way. Coincidence or otherwise. His Dolphins have lost two straight. Either way, it's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Indeed, thank you, Dave. How are you? Oh, you seem a little low key today. I, I, Why don't you point uh, that microphone up at your face? That's so we can a good hear idea. You. Thank there you we very go. Much. There we go. There's the handsome Hank. So, what's it like to see your doppelganger? We only have like 30 seconds exactly. before this whole room will just explode. I know. I don't. Yeah. I, I, it's actually gonna... implode. I think. Not explode. Is it? Well, gosh. I don't. know. British education system. You know, two points for them. Do you guys like each other or no? Have you met before? Of course we did. You do like one another. Well, yo, we get along great. It's him and Harrison that have the big beef. Yeah, that Good was quite night. well. We just were talking a little my, realm my, my My daughter's trying to look over my shoulder. What's on daddy's computer? I had to shut the computer. You can't see this <laughs> interaction. We didn't get rough. There was no blue oh, language the, used to talk. The grown-ups, the grown-ups are the talking, sweetie. Get out of here. Yeah, that yeah, was no good. At Harrison underscore NFL, um, he was upset with me last night. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, we're we're just running through because it's quarterback heavy uh, week here. You know, there's a lot yeah. of lot of quarterback stuff. And so finish it up. Okay, so the the Texans they would do well to get somebody. I mean, is Matt Flynn crazy? Is that a terrible idea? They've they've kind of got Matt Flynn on the roster. Matt Flynn is on the street right now. Yeah. Okay, he just got released by the Raiders. Yeah. Why would you pick him up here in Texas right now? Why would you do because that? Because have you watched what Matt Schaub's done the last month? <laughs> well, he's been he's you couldn't do worse than that. What about Case Keenum? Yeah, we talked a little bit about him. He did some nice things in the preseason. I just I wasn't all that wild by the kind of physical tools that he has to to go out there. If and you're though, you. so you're a personnel guy, and you're so the Texans would seem to have been building over the last three or four years. You know, the the thing was, I'm trying to think now. It's it's he's been there now. Shab has for what seven years probably. It's been a little while, yeah. And the the story was, it seems forever ago, but he was at the very least a stats machine. Fantasy players love Matt Schaub. Over like 40, what do you have, like over 4,400 yards a couple years in a row? Like yeah. He's very consistent. And, you know, Andre Johnson is a little older, but he still looks good most weeks. And DeAndre Hopkins looks good. And Owen Daniels, and you have a great offensive line. Nah, have, I wouldn't say great offensive no? line. They have not played well this year. He's got hit a bunch. Dwayne Brown's play has come way down hmm. off of what we've seen in the past few years. There's been a lot of pressure on him inside the pocket. And, you know, it's, if you look at the majority of his interceptions, there's there's usually a body pretty much in his face. Now, he's, Interesting. He can't make the th- some of the throws he's making. But, uh, no, it's not. I would not label their offensive line as one of the, the better offensive lines. They're, the production they get out of their run game is kind of a collective effort. But in pass protection, I don't think it's a very skilled group. Oh, see, now that's keen insight. And I always say I don't uh, – I really – am be, I, I don't want to be so pretentious as to evaluate individual offensive line play. Um, only the experts should do that, and DJ is an expert. So then in the defense's good point is, it would seem that this team is peaking or, or, or should have been peaking last season and this season, and this is their window to go for a Super Bowl. Now, though, I mean, listen, no matter what happens and no matter that Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl last year with a struggling Ravens team, or is that sort of your your exhibit A if you're the Texans right now? Are they saying, look what happened with the Ravens? They were they were struggling and remember when Joe Flacco was you know, we should have lost in Heinz Field and we were barely winning games and fourth and twenty six and all those things and we almost missed the playoffs and now we're Super Bowl champions. Do, do they look at that and say Maybe that'll be for us, or do they say, "Man, we got to do something because these guys, we're you know, we're going to lose a lot of these guys with turnover and everything else and age." I, I think that the situations are totally different in that when the playoffs start with a guy like Joe Flacco, his strengths are accentuated because he's a big, strong guy. You can play in elements in cold weather. You're going to play against really good defenses and tight coverage. He has a huge arm, and he can play that aggressive brand of football. You have to play in the postseason to fit balls in tight holes. You look at Matt Schaub; not a very strong arm guy. He's, everything's going to shrink down on them in the playoffs. He might be in bad weather, playing against good defenses. That's not his style of game. His being able to run the ball, put yourself in positive situations, be able to run those boots and waggles, get out in space, and make those you know throws where you got a lot of space to work with. You get in the postseason, that space doesn't exist. So, do you, so do you think a better parallel could actually be the Bengals? Maybe the Bengals are like a year behind the Texans at this point where they're going to discover in a year's time that they have all the other pieces, but that Andy Dalton is the quarterback to get them there. I think there will be a lot of uh, – uh, discussion with the Bengals after this year's over, taking a hard look at the quarterback position because you hit it right. I mean, the whole team is just kind of building to this crescendo. 
but you have to have the maestro there to, right. to, to get it. And I don't know that he's the guy. I mean, I kind of feel a little bit similar to the shop situation where you've got this loaded roster, but is this quarterback really the guy? And you don't want to make that decision too late, and then you've kind of lost that window that you were talking about, Dave. So I'm sure that discussion will take place. Uh, with the Bengals in the offseason. Let's see how Dalton plays the rest of the year first. But, I mean, if he's if his play is, is kind of what we're seeing right now at the end of the year and you're looking at potentially a draft that could be loaded at the quarterback position, and maybe that's a time you see them at least bring in somebody to compete with them. Last question, DJ, then. Do you think the Texans today, or maybe even the Bengals, because I could see them quietly feeling this way, even though they had a nice win, which, by the way, I forecasted they would get against the Patriots, um, and I also called uh, Terrell Pryor defeating the Chargers. Everyone laughed at me. They're not laughing anymore, DJ. Just at the wrinkled shirt, but that's something I mean, totally I don't different. understand <laughs> why that's even necessary, a, a remark like that. You know, we open our door to you, and this is how you Hank, treat us. Look look at the pink shirts here. Now, look at ranks. I don't care what now the look fancy at, look at Englishman Dave's. thinks. Look at look how much wrinkle, more wrinkled his shirt so? is than ranks. I'm a man Ms. of the people. What do you th- you is, that, is, that a, is that a purposeful beach look, or is this just a disheveled Here's the thing. Shirt. I've seen too many of Dave's. Sh- it, it, it goes over my head at this point. Dave has never ironed his shirt. Consistency, okay. DJ. Well, That's go. what it's about. Okay. Okay. You understand? Right. Case close. Quickly, what are the Texans at the very least? Are they today thinking, man, we should have signed Josh Freeman when we had a chance and the Vikings beat us to it? Are they upset right now? I'd say no. Just based off what they recently saw from Josh Freeman, I think if they, you know, they, they could have made that decision and got involved in that race. I don't know what their salary cap situation looks like, but um, there was time for them. I would imagine if they wanted to jump in that sweepstakes, they could have thrown their hat in the ring. And if I'm Josh Freeman and I get a serious overture from that team with the talent they have around him and what you could possibly do there for his career, I mean that could set him up for a huge payday. Which team? The Texans. Texans. Yeah. I mean, if, te- if I'm Josh Freeman and the Texans offer me one million for one year, and I got a chance to come in and play, or the Vikings offer me three million, I'm going to go to the Texans. You know, why not? Real who quick, else, who Buff- else was in that race? Oakland, I think, was in it. Right, Buff- it? Buffalo, I think, was yeah. seriously. Oh involved yeah, in Buffalo it. surely won out of my bet. That's a team we're going to watch. What are they going to do? Hey, why doesn't be somebody? Time. How about this? I'm just trying to think of the QBs in the league. Uh, why not Matt, go get like Matt Moore? Off the uh, off the Dolphins roster. Why not get I me? Mean, I know Ryan Mallett. You're not going to be able to likely pry him away from the Patriots. But on the other hand, they're not. There's no point to them retaining him. Brady's not going away in two years, so Mallett likely is going to get signed away. So why not deal him? I know they wouldn't want to deal him within the conference, but mm-hmm. there are guys like that, right? I mean, I'm sure there's been. I'm sure there was calls made to other teams to find out what the price would be. Uh, I mean, I thought you would come with Charlie Whitehurst as your number one guy. No, I, would, I would not. See, I wouldn't do that. The I don't, don't want to be the silly. The beard and the hair, the whole getup. Um, all right. That, now, this is the last question because we started out, and I promised I was going to ask you this, DJ. I lied because I said I was going to ask it, and now I'm going to ask it. Go for it. Colin Kaepernick. Now, yep. that game, the 49ers, if you look at the final score, you would say, oh, wow, they're back on track and dominating a good Texans team. But if you watched it at all, the eyeballs tell a different tale. That team, that you know, first of all, they can be had on the ground because of injuries more than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, so, so they're not they're not world beater shut down defense right now, and maybe that changes with Willis's return. But still, um, they're not they're they're just not what they were the last few years. But on offense, man, oh man, it seems like everything Kaepernick tries to do gets batted down and. 
what gives there? The line is still good, right? The well, line I mean, is still dominant. I think they shifted their focus back to what they did when he first started there, too, is that he's playing that supporting role. I, I like him better in that role. They won two games with him playing the kind of the supporting actor. As the lead actor, where they're going to go out there and throw it 50 times, we, we saw against the Colts in Seattle, that, that didn't work. So they've gone and taken a lot of that off of his plate. Um, and, and just ask him to make you know a few plays throughout the game. I think that's where they're best suited at this point in his career. Eventually, he's going to develop and be able to do all that stuff and be the kind of the leading guy. But uh, I, I think they kind of just got back to the basics. And with that, when you're not throwing the ball as much, it's harder to get into a rhythm. I don't know how many times they threw it. Maybe 15 pass attempts in the game. Maybe I think not, it was like six of 15 or something. Yeah. The, the 49er fans got mad at me. I mean, I wasn't trying to be malicious, but during the fourth quarter, in, a, after another. Time, TV timeout. I said, I think I think we've seen more Kaepernick commercials than completions. <laughs> I mean, he's he literally is in every commercial break with him and Joe Flacco in that goofy commercial. But uh, anyways, all right, there he goes. Thanks, the great guys. Daniel Jeremiah. He like we it. say, twenty four seven podcast. The draft. What, what's that? Did you just not notice he did the whole like? We've seen more commercials and completions, and then he took off the headset. I love the, the, the drop the mic. That's I love the drop the mic. The swagger. Oh, that was my big line last night. Boom. I'm gonna u- I'm gonna use my rehash material that. on you guys here, and then I'm hitting the brakes. Hey, if you go if you go see Jay Moore at the Irvine Improv, his set will be the same Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. I can't blame him. Jeremiah's got to go cut some logs or something down based on his outfit <laughs> That's today. It. I don't know. What. Hold it, hold it. What? No, you can't take a shot. Yes. His- you bet he just left. I don't care. Why I didn't do what take I want. that shot while he was here? Because I make the rules in Studio 66. Inspired by Ray Walters, the uh, the crooner. Who was he with? Which he was with Tori Spelling, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was a pretty good call on his part. That shut me down. He wins this round, Daniel Jeremiah. He should really, if he cares about his friend Elliot Harrison, he'll show up again later in the week to help him out here because I almost feel bad. Elliot gets so upset about anti-Romo talk. He's in for it because I know, Handsome Hank, you're down on him. And by the way, again, just to keep to bring you up to where we were here, we'll get into it in full in a couple of days. It's not saying Tony Romo isn't good. No. It's just that he throws the game away. And this is going to be, Elliot's going to get upset. We need somebody, black tie, between now and the next podcast. you got to get Elliot some help. I don't know from whom. Well, Rank's off. Rank's not in on Wednesdays. We need somebody. And I don't think Rank's, Rank is going to be on our side anyway. That's about, not what we need. How about we need Michael somebody- Fabiano? <laughs> no, I think convincing. His, well, he'll quote his uh, fantasy stats, which yeah. misses the point. Um, yeah, we need someone who can come in here and make a worthy argument for Romo, something that Handsome Hank and the rest of the uh, the so-called idiots out there are, are missing about what, what this, this Tony Romo mystique that allows him in a 21st century NFL, when everybody else gets five minutes to audition as a starting quarterback, he's had eight years. He's one and three as a starter in the playoffs. But, yep, he's the greatest. It's not his fault. All right, now let's talk about some other things. Handsome, you were in Great Britain. And tell us a tale or two. What happened over there? Um, well, I, I mean, it's now. Wait, 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 wait. Can this be the first induction of Hank's true NFL stories? This is a series oh, I've been yeah. trying to get off the ground. 
Oh, well, you know, before anything else, Rank, what did you tweet out to for programming note? What are you doing? You're going out to somewhere specific to yeah, field uh, questions? I will be at J.T. Schmid's in Tustin, California. It's at the District of Tustin. They have I've two been locations. there. Yeah, oh, I've been to the one where there's the one right across the street Ducks from the, play. Yeah, yeah, there's one right across the street from the Arrowhead. No, no, it's the Honda Center now. Uh, there's one there. It's not that one. It's the one in Tustin. Uh, and I'm just going to go hang Tustin, out. Tustin, California. Tustin, California. And uh, one of my friends is uh, the bartender. He's like, hey, do you want to come hang out? And so I said, sure. So I'm going to go down and hang out. And, you know. There you go, rank amateurs. There's your. You're not getting wait, an engraved happened? one. Wait. Th- there's breaking news. Adam Rank is hanging out at a bar. No, yeah. he's, <laughs> and he's fielding your questions. Oh, fielding I see. Your there's something else. He's officially there as an Sorry, NFL I missed, employee. I missed, yeah. the, I missed the last part of that. So if you got a fantasy question and you can't get a hold of me on Twitter or anything like that, just show up. I'll answer your start sits questions. I, I want to know what the when this happens, will you come back and tell us what's the furthest someone traveled? I want oh, someone yeah. to have come Five from minutes. North Dakota no, to be like, you know what? Adam Rank never answers my Twitter questions. I Some guy will be person. like, I I came from Irvine. Yeah. If any <laughs> listen, if anybody dro- drives forty five minutes, that's I mean, if anybody drives twenty five minutes, that's a nice yeah. uh, I, tip of the hat to you. I did a church event in Cyprus, California, and some kids. Drove two two hours. Wow. wow! Could not believe it. I. What does that mean? You did a church event. There was a uh, there was a local church. They were doing their fantasy football uh, draft night, and they had like fifty people there doing their leagues. And they asked me to come down and hang out, and again, ask you know answer questions and do things like that. And I'm a charitable sort. I'll mm-hmm. go. Hang I was out. hoping you were doing a sermon. Ah, is that what they do with with the uh, the Christians? They do sermons? I did a little bit of a sermon. It was a football sermon. It was called Please Take No Sean Moreno. And Powerful uh, words. A lot of, well, listen, everybody who took No Sean Moreno was very happy with that. But Sean McCoy would disagree with that. God loves you, but you should love No Sean. Yes. That was was what they put in the board outside the church. That's what it was in the marquee. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so handsome. So you also had a brush with uh, with celebrity yourself. I did kind of. Yeah. So we had a great time. I went to London. There was a uh, terrific game, and I, didn't I met think a so. lot of I met a lot of um, fans of the Damashek podcast, the D- Dave Damashek football program. Fans of you, fans of Adam, and less so of me. And it was an exciting time. So Don't be modest. No, no, no. I'm they not, were excited I'm to modest. see you. They were excited to see me, but they were big fans of both of yours. And the first question, uh, you know, every t- every one of these guys I met was, is Dave here? Is Adam here? And I had to say, sadly not. You're going to have to make do with me. But uh, it, because you guys weren't here, it allowed me one, one uh, I think it was just, no, maybe two people wanted my autograph, which is nice. extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> what did you what, now? Did you just sign? Did you sign Handsome Hank? Did you sign well, your full name? I yeah, that'd be fu- weird if you signed Henry I Hodgson. I did though. That's what I. I mean, uh. I did, but but one of them was on a page next to Ben Roethlisberger's signature, which is extraordinary. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so like, there's there's Ben Roethlisberger who who's literally just walked out, and they got him, and then they're like, oh look, there's him. Let's get him too. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Did you? You, you could get Troy Palomalu. No, no. After uh, if if we have time, we'll get Palomalu first. Handsome Hank though. Mm-hmm. And did, then you, I, did you personalize it? I, 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 I yes, but it, this is getting embarrassing. Now. No, it's not. Because I said thanks for listening. I felt like that was generic enough. I didn't know what to write. How do what they do even you know what when you, you look signed, like? Oh, that's I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. Probably from Twitter. Mm, but it's a very small picture. Yeah, I'm much bigger in real life. He's a handsome devil, as, a, you, as his own as his countrymen found out if they didn't know him before. But anyway, they found out that it's it's a fitting name. He's a handsome devil. It was great to meet them all. I met um, one of our fans from Belgium, 
Coach Harvey, I think his, his name mm-hmm. is, he uh, who has his own podcast now, but mm. and inspired by the Dave Damashek football program. So, you know, we, I met a lot of a lot of uh, football fans. And, as you, and I, I mean, I've said it before, and it's not empty. The Czech Republic has no borders. It definitely you understand? Does not. It's the whole big blue marble that's allowed in yep. here. Did they? Add the uh, the other thing is how many people ask after black tie. Uh, you know what? This is embarrassing. I'm not. I, I'm, I can't look at him as I'm doing this. But some of them said. One of them left. The words after I was one of the people I signed an autograph for, and one of them left uh, with the words, "Hey, Hank, can you make sure you fire black tie?" <laughs> <laughs> that is. I promise you, that is a true story. Shame on you for that. <laughs> that is a true story. I would not make it up because, as you know, I'm a huge uh, fan of black tie. Poor black. But tie. so what they also did, they encouraged me. <laughs> some, um, some of the guys that that I met said one thing we really enjoyed was you bringing crisps or chips, as you guys insist, yeah. um, back to Dave and Adam. So I've, I, I brought a, a whole new bundle for you. Now, if you yeah. remember last year, I brought you some. I feel like those were like the starter kit for Was American that already a bugs. year ago? It was October last year. Oh, my goodness. Year. Wow. So that, that was so not quite a year ago. But that was like a starter kit for American Taste Buds. This year, I, this time I've come back with something which I think is a little bit more specialist, and, and I'm excited to see how There was you a lot gonna... of Twitter buzz about this. That, that, that right. Like, get them the good ones this time. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, you, you, it's exactly right. Well, now, but but I've, I've taken the next step with you guys. You've, right. You basically, it's like the lemon sorbet. You set our palate up right. for now what the, for expert-level so, so, crisps. So here's what we've got. I've got a packet of um, famously Worcester sauce. Okay. Like I love oh, yeah. it. I know it's I'm going to like so those. So which of you guys want, want one of these? Well, we're going to eat them. Right, we're well, both going to try. Let's open yeah, them yeah, up. Yeah. Dave, you can, you can try the first Worcester sauce. Here one. we go. I know I'm going to like this. This is going to be good. Adam? Wait, hold on. Where's the nutritional oh. information? What is you can, energy? You can try one. There's no energy. Well, I mean, so energy is... Oh, okay. There it, it is. The Worcester... Worcester... Which is, by the way, that's the wor- one of the worst words in oh, the yeah. English that's not, language. That's not even the full word. That's like half of it. That's it's Worcester. Not, yeah, that's Worcester. This is not oh, that's Worcester. Worcester. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Worcestershire. It's the same as Worcestershire. Oh, well, I thought it was Worcestershire sauce. This is Worcestershire. Worcester. Worcester. Worcester sauce. Mm-hmm. It's good. It tastes a little like a vani- uh, like um, salt and vinegar chips. Right, but better. No, I say worse. No, no, no. This is you shouldn't have let off with these. I don't, There's I, something okay, needy well, about that, th- right? This is this is actually this is the plainest of the ones. We've oh, got. wow. Okay, now next up. That was a very strong tasting chip. These, these are actually my favorite. Chips. This is this is the holy grail. Mo- Monster Munch. This is uh, the one I've always heard is, about. This is a. So Should Mon- that be the last one? No, because the last one is is very special. It's even better. Oh wow! Better so, than Monster Munch. All I've heard about for a year is Monster Munch. These are pickle- these aren't even chips. What Look are those things? It's, a, it's the poor. It's the poor of a small monster. <laughs> oh, the paw! Yeah, I thought you said. Paw. I thought you were uh, saying poor. I was really, like, wait, the pores in your skin. Yeah. Monster Munch. It looks kind of like it's. It it's, looks like. A, a toasted. That's right. Yeah. Looks like a. It's a, close to a funyun. But it's in the shape of, as you say, a, a paw. Monster's paw. Oh. So kind of sharp pickled onion. This is is the flavor for these. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. That won't do. That is so good. You like that? You do. You like that, huh? That's really. Good. I like. I like its crunch. I don't like that pickled onion flavor. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then what's the, this? The final one. All right, and these I think, Dave, you are especially going to like. You're always talking about breakfast meats and, yeah, and what's good. I do. So um, these are these have been around 
all my life, and uh, I think they may be my favorite uh, crisps in the world. These are called Frazzles, mm-hmm. and as you can see, well, as you can smell probably, they 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 smell of bacon. And they are made to look like um, bacon rashes. Wait a second, but those are like in America. We have we give these to dogs. Well, what was that? There's the commercial, the one dog running around asking for bacon, bacon, bacon. Well, I tell you what, you're gonna be, you may be doing the same thing in a moment. Woof, woof. Yep. Mm. Straight away. That, I mean, that's bacon, right? Tastes like a piece of bacon, but mm-hmm. crunchy. Hey, but it's even isn't it incredible how they've made it look like a piece of bacon as well? <laughs> they really did go the extra mile <laughs> by painting on the little red stripes. Yeah. <laughs> that's your winner right there. Yeah, that's, that's definitely why the best. Saved it till last. It at really does. It leaves a residue in your on mm-hmm. your tongue like a ba- oh, piece of bacon. Are, yeah. yeah, wow. Like if you can't have bacon, Black ties back for his second. That means like if you don't have time to fry up bacon in the pan, you yeah. just kind of run to the store. That's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. Here's the question. Is a real is real bacon or are those worse for you? That would be that's a that's real, a, real bacon's not terrible for you. No? Like a slice of bacon is like forty five calories, like it's ridiculous. I don't understand how nutrition works. Clearly, yeah, um, I don't either. But I don't I don't think these are that bad either. Those were good and crunchy. I give it to I, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to say the frazzles, the bacon flavored ones. One. Yep. I'm going to go the Onion Monster Munch 2, exactly in the order they were delivered mm-hmm. to us. And the worst just are three. I like that crunch. That was a that Monster Munch. That, well, that Here's what I'd say about both of the, the ones you rank second and third. You get immediate plate. You only need one of those. As you get through a packet of the both of the other ones, you, the flavor comes through a bit more. And you're I gonna, can imagine you're that, yeah. A bit more. Well, thanks for that, Hanson. That's terrific. More people rooting for the Vikings or Steelers over there. You know what? I think I was kind of surprised, actually. I thought that, I mean, there are more Steelers fans in the U.K. than there uh-huh. are Vikings fans. But the, uh, what I really enjoyed about the game was that it had a great atmosphere. I think anyone who wasn't a Steelers fan or, let's say, a fan of one of the other three teams in the NFC North was, was rooting for the Vikings. And it was pretty cool. All the Steelers fans showed up with their terrible towels, which was great. But then the NFL handed out, like, purple flags. Yeah, I know. That's what the announcers were saying. They're like, a lot of purple here. Yeah, the NFL handed them those purple things. But it was, you know, at the end of the game, I think it's genuinely true. And actually, I got to speak with um, Jared Allen after the game. On those last two two Steelers drives, the the crowd made enough noise that it disrupted the Steelers' offense, which is not something that from the other games that I've been at at least not something that um, that's happened before in London and have you been to Wembley because when I was growing up I remember I mean that live aid jumps out in my brain but th- it seemed like every year to you would see a hundred thousand people gathered to mm-hmm. see I'm trying to even think who would have been the band like Oasis or something like that or, I don't know I'm trying right. to think of what bands I I've seen pla- the who when they reunited Guns I'm- and Roses Really? I saw Wembley Stadium. Oh, really? How was that? It was terrific. I mean, it was 1990-something. I can't remember what year it would have been. But But that would have been – was that the one with Buckethead or was it the original lineup? The original lineup. With Slash and everything. Oh, so that was probably more like 89, 90-ish. Because that that album – That could have been like – Lose Your Illusion was like early 90s. Their big one comes out there. Their biggest one, though, comes out whatever – what was that called? Appetite Appetite. for Destruction. Comes out in 87-ish. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I believe. Um, if only we had a producer who was feverishly looking that up right now, so we didn't sound like <laughs> if it's fools. on Facebook. If it's on he Facebook, yeah. then then he uh, can pay. Hey man, re- it, no, I'm on Foursquare now. He's el- he's elbow <laughs> deep in Monster Munch onion flavor right yeah. now. Yeah, come on, 
give him a break. Um, all right, so handsome and uh, and rank. This is, I guess, as good as I can possibly do. Studio sixty six continually is populated by people in better moods than I'm in because the Steelers are so bad this year. The Pirates. We watched them lose game four narrowly. Now it's headed to St. Louis, and uh, as long as the game's not already been played, it'll be exciting to see how that one turns out. I'll be on the edge of my seat. When is that game, Dave? Wednesday. Okay. Now. Oh, yeah, we got to make sure we don't – We aren't. I want to be a part of this Romo uh, discussion, and I don't want to be distracted by watching the Additional Pirates. Additional programming notes for Wednesday's episode. We have – Miami Dolphins wide receiver Brian Hartline in oh. studio. So oh. Hank, you're joined. Maybe you're he welcome. can help Elliot. That's perfect. Totally. Also, we also have uh, Saints defensive end who's absolutely blazing through the league right now, Cameron Jordan on the show. So it's a packed wow, show, a show on a Wednesday. That's fun. I'm looking forward Is he to the one who did American one. Ninja Warrior? Cameron Jordan? Or was Oh, no. I'm thinking of somebody else. By the way, it's not Jordan Cameron because people... Naturally yeah, I mean, look at that. But mixed. the Cameron Jordan, Jordan Cameron, and Cameron Wake. Don't forget Cameron Wake. Might have been that Cameron also... Wake who was the American Ninja no, Warrior. No. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, yeah, I know that uh, our pal Akbar Bajabiamila was raving about what uh, um, uh, Sean Merriman did when Merriman he was in. Merriman was it. good on that. Um, so, but anyway, so the Pirates are doing well, but the Steelers, of course, are, are atrocious. So, by definition, everybody outside of New York Giants or Jacksonville Jaguars range are in a better frame of mind than I am. But Dolphins have lost two in a row. Bears have lost two in a row. I'll start with you, Rank. How are mm-hmm. you feeling right now? Uh, feeling great because the Giants are coming to town. Yeah, it should be a victory. Mm-hmm. That should be. It's scary, though, because the Giants just cannot lose forever. Yeah, they and can. You- I did, I, I, I'm telling you, it hit me. Like a ton of bricks, the eve of the season. It really, I was sort of indifferent. I don't know. The Giants, I could see them winning that division. And who knows? The NFC East is, is so uh, muddled in terms of quality. I mean, who knows what it'll be? And it just all of a sudden hit me. Wait a second. Because remember, the weeks leading up, I kept saying, who's bad? Who do you definitely know is bad in the NFC? And all of a sudden, I realized it's going to be the New York Giants this year. And I said as much, and it's coming to fruition. That's, yeah. a bad, that's just a bad team. It is a bad team. The thing that bothers me is that here in Southern California, we got the Giants every week on our is one of our three games, and it's one of the things that always bug me. Like, hey, I don't want a team to move back because we get you know we get an extra game. Yeah, the extra game was the Giants, which I could have done without forever. And now that the Giants are losing and their games are fun, now we never see them on television. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, this is when I want to see the Giants. Do you? I mean, do you feel sincerely? As though, because we see, and by the way, Clay Matthews is now out for a month apparently with the mm-hmm. broken thumb. That he's he's there, one of their two or three certainly most dynamic defensive player. Raji is the anchor, but a guy who makes the plays for that defense is Clay Matthews. Um, he's out now, and that's too bad because I feel like that defense was rounding into shape. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have Aaron Rodgers, so you're in every game. But do you think that the Bears – who's going to win the division? Bears and the Lions, now they fall back without Calvin Johnson, shown to be perfectly mortal without him. And, you know, now you got Josh Freeman. Yeah. I know it's ridiculous, Their but that Vikings up. team can pound the ball. They got some weapons on offense. They're not a, they're not a terrible team, but they're not going to win the division. They are. Who's going to win the division? The Bears. The Bears are going to The Lions just expo- – oh, man, without Calvin Johnson. Yeah, but they're going to is- have Calvin Johnson, you so hope, he's not going to be out every week. You hope that he comes back and he's able to play. I mean, why it was wouldn't a, he be? It, I don't know. Why didn't he play on Sunday? It was a surprise. It, it was one of the things 
I felt bad because we do the fantasy live show, and on Friday we just kind of like, yeah, Calvin Johnson never misses a game. Why would you assume assume that? And then on Sunday it just hit like a ton of bricks. And when he was out, you know, everybody's scrambling around. And I know I'm taking it from a fantasy perspective, but when you looked and watched that game, that offense was terrible. And when you take Calvin Johnson away, I really, I really believe this. And I said that Calvin Johnson was the best player in the NFL, and I had these rankings earlier. It kind of showed because you can find quarterbacks who can kind of fill in for guys and you can win games. But, man, that Lions team was completely different without can him. Can I tell you? Yeah. I have I have the answer for you. The one possibility who threatens that, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. If you take Jimmy Graham out of that offense, I mean, they are the, I know the Saints' defense has improved and Drew Brees is having another terrific year. And I really think that if they wanted to, for whatever reason, philosophically, they just don't commit to it. But I do think with Pierre Thomas, they could bang you pretty good if they wanted to on the they ground. And maybe it, they yeah, will. they showed it on Sunday. Yeah, they did um, against the Bears. And as a side note, I did have Pierre Thomas in my fantasy lineup good and he you. rewarded me. Um but I, I think if you take Jimmy Graham, th- think about this now. They have, uh, including Marcus Colston, those receivers are not productive at all. Now, of course, Drew Brees is throwing an inordinate number of passes in Drew, in Jimmy Graham's direction, which is going to depress the other pass catchers' uh, numbers. But still, I mean, Marcus Colston's a little bit old, and Robert Meacham and, and you know, the, the, the rest of I mean, Toon and... Uh, some possibilities there. I mean, but nothing nothing that makes you makes you flip. I think that Jimmy Graham covers up some deficiencies on that team. I think Jimmy Graham is the best tight end in the league, well, but it's a huge facade to think that he's a tight end. He lines up a wide receiver just as much, if not more, than he does a tight end. By uh, the way, congratulations to the NFL players who decided he wasn't one of the top 100 players in the league. I know. That's that's a laughable thing. Well, imagine what Dennis Pettit would be doing if he was healthy. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Great point. Uh, handsome Hank, let's turn to the Dolphins then. You watched the game, presumably. I did, yes. What's your takeaway? Um, I actually expected them to win that one yesterday. You Me know, too. A, a week ago when they played the Saints, I wasn't expecting, expecting them to win that game. And although a lot of people kind of painted that as a nightmare game for the Dolphins, I, there were a couple of things I really liked from them against the Saints. Um, yesterday, I saw them fall back. I don't think that they did well. I was stunned that they were still in it at the end. I thought that fourth, uh, the, was it third down or fourth down pass by um, fourth down pass by Tannehill at the end was a terrific play. They should never have spiked the ball. Uh, I think it was a minute left on the clock. They should have. That's what I was going to bring up. That's such a but killer. But on, on that last two drives, we had seven drops. Charles Clay, Mike Wallace, mm-hmm. both responsible for some key drops, and and one of them would have led to that field goal being, I think, fifty instead of fifty-seven yards. You know that that that's the difference between um, winning and losing a game. I don't think they deserved to win yesterday's game. I didn't have my eye uh, focused uh, solely on that game, but I did see a fair amount of it. And, yeah, absolutely, it did feel like the Ravens were having the better of it, and then Flacco makes a terrible turnover that makes it a game. But, yeah, I'm with you. But the bottom line is, and I tweeted that in the moment, too, Tannehill makes a dynamite play on fourth down to keep the drive alive. He rolls to his left and he and he uh, flings it downfield, and suddenly they're on the right side of the field, and 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 it looks like wow, they they get a ten more yards here. They have a, a, a you know reasonable field goal to to send this thing to overtime. 
with a minute to go on the clock. And we saw it also in London with Roethlisberger. They go on this this furious charge right at the end of the game. And this instinct of some of the some of the QBs, and I don't know if it's coached into them or if it's they keep the clock in their head, but either way, this spiking the ball anxiously when there's still plenty of time. There's, there's a minute on the clock. You need three. Now, it's nice if you can get a touchdown and go home, but but realistically, they're at the 31-ish, I think, at that point when that ball's caught, and then they get sacked and pushes them back. But the, either way, what get to the line and, and make a play. Right. Make a play, and that's it. And, then if, and, and, and if your guy gets tackled in bounds, and now there's 45, and you feel like, all right, we need to spike it, then you do it. But on first down, why burn that down? No, it's a terrible instinct. You've got momentum. Right. You've got the defense on their heels. I think it's exactly what you should be doing. And I think if you if you look at the, the veteran quarterbacks who are best in this league, they don't spike the ball in that situation. What they do is go, right, let's go for the jugular. Let's let's see if we can get something big here now and, and make sure we can kind of take care of this at once. Last thing, fellas. Let's see. Maybe we should try to – I'm sure we'll forget to do it. But let's see if we can name what – every week we should revisit our Super Bowl picks or our Final Four picks. We're five weeks in. What do you think, Rank? With mine? Yeah. The ones I had at the beginning forget, of the season? No, I don't care where they I, – I reissued the projections at the quarter poll here. And I, I reseeded the teams based on that, what I figured. What do you think here? A handsome Hank, give us yours real quick while, um, while Rank is uh, contemplating his. Who's I'm, your final four? I'm going to say that the Broncos will play the Bengals in the Still AFC. the Bengals. That Boy, that AFC is just – I don't like the Patriots. I think the blueprint for beating the Patriots clearly. is now out there. Which is, um, which is specifically just hammer them in the middle of the field. They, they really struggled. You saw Eifert yep. and Gresham do it on Sunday, yes. Let's say, I, I mean, either the Colts or the Bengals. And right now I don't know if I can split them, but I'm going to say the Bengals for this week. Mm-hmm. Well, those, so Broncos and, and Bengals. And then in the NFC, um, I think the Seahawks will, will, will end up being there. That's a tough one. Saints? Because Saints probably, but... When I did the quarter poll seedings, I said, you know, it's always important, but more than ever. In 2013, if you get the Saints or the Seahawks with home field, anybody's in trouble. If you have to go to Seattle in January, well, I may as well not even show up, I would think. And almost the same is true in New Orleans. They have a mighty home field advantage, mm-hmm. too. Nobody wants to go down nope. into that place. You better. I mean, the NFC should have been cheering for the Bears to win the game for that reason this weekend. And they should be thrilled that the Colts knocked off the Seahawks. They, they need some more of that because, again, Seattle, number one seed, good night. That's the end of it. Who's going to go in there and beat them? I don't know who would possibly be able to pull that one off. Maybe the I, I Niners, think, but they uh, get smoked up there. No, I don't think it's the Niners. I think the Saints could do because I think the Saints can put hmm. up the points, and I'm not sure that the Seahawks can every time. You know, get in If you get in a shootout with the Saints, that's a tough game to win. I right. remember when the Seahawks were 7-9 and nine in division winners. Yeah, they right. still knocked off the Saints. Sure enough. Who are coming off a pretty big year. Um, all right, Handsome Hank goes, and we'll see him again on Wednesday for the showdown with uh, with Elliot Harrison. Rank, why don't you wrap it up now with uh, with your with your uh, with your your, your projections, <laughs> my, your per rankings. My preseason pick was Saints over the Patriots. I'll just mm-hmm. stick with that one because it's fun, so I can just keep that one going until. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, why change? Uh, the uh, the the book is out on the Patriots. You break. Gronkowski's forearm, and you've got a great chance of beating. They're they're still not at full strength. You figure at some point, Danny, even if you don't count on Danny Amendola ever coming back, if you just think that Gronkowski and Shane Vereen are healthy at the end of the year, and Stephen Ridley, and Steve, oh, forget Stephen Ridley. Vereen had already pushed him aside. They got Legarrette Blunt to pound the ball when they need to. 
So you figure with those two guys back, their team's a lot different. They'll be a lot better. They'll knock off the Indianapolis Colts. I'm I'm all in on Andrew Luck. And I think it's fitting, too, that I always talk about how Pete Carroll lost big games to Oregon State and Stanford and be careful when they play Jacksonville. And that didn't come to fruition. But when he plays the former Stanford quarterback, you're like, oh, that's where it, that's the one I should have been picking out for them to lose to. It just shows me everything I need to know about Pete Carroll. And so I say that Seattle and Indianapolis both fall in the championship games to the two aforementioned teams. I like that. And, you know, I think with the Patriots, there is a chance, especially if you get them what would be their primary target and Rob Gronkowski back at full strength. I have my doubts that that's going to happen, though, because it's getting weird already. What's the story <laughs> there? Where, what's, it, what's, what's going on with this guy? Can't just be the forearm. It's the back, right? The, and if he has a bum back and he's taking a collision every snap, which he will as a tight end, and if he's in line there, he's going to be taking a shot. They're going to pop him coming off. Then then that's going to be bad for him, and maybe that's maybe – that's, but even with that, but for them to make a real Super Bowl run, you would think they're going to need Gronkowski. But along with that, the Patriots' offense is all about, when for the wide receivers, is they have to read something. They have to read the defense every play. And these guys are rookies, and you're asking – or you know, Tompkins has been around. You know, these guys, you're asking a lot of those guys. Isn't it fair – with the way Belichick is so, you know, he's demanding. He expects a lot of them. And obviously so does Tom Brady. Isn't it reasonable to assume that they're – and they've gotten a little bit better. Sunday was a step back against a good defense that absolutely had to have that game. They could, The Bengals could not suffer that loss or they'd be being beaten up the way the Texans are today. They, they had to get off the schneid there. But I still think – I think Tompkins and Dobbs, I think these guys by like week – 13, 14, 15, 16, they're, they're really going to be at full uh, in full stride. That's my guess. And if I'm right about that, then then I think your Patriots do have a chance of getting there, especially as we started out. Peyton Manning, January is January. There's no guarantee he's not going to come up a little bit short there. All right, Black Tie wants us to wrap it up. I wish we could I continue. actually had a nice little who has more Twitter followers question for you guys based on the new uh, jersey rankings. Colin Kaepernick is number one. Sold the most jerseys. I had a good follow the tweeter. Good. Let's play follow the tweeter quickly, and then we'll be done. All right. Let's do it. One quick round, guys. Number one on the list, like I said, Colin Kaepernick. But also number three on the list is Russell Wilson, who had a pretty decent game even though his team lost. So I ask you guys, who has more Twitter followers, Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson? I'll let Rank go first. I think Russell Wilson does. Do you? You have any reasoning? Or you He's got to give a reason, Rank. you got to well, I didn't know. I, you, you've been cracking down on us so much. I didn't know if I was going to be allowed to talk football on this podcast. I'm kidding, Black Tie. I love you. Uh, I think that that was me stalling as I tried to formulate a reason because I it was a snap judgment. Go with up there in Seattle. They have all, <laughs> they they use computers, and so people would vote would would want to follow him in social media. But but Colin Kaepernick plays in the Silicon Valley. That's so where I was going to get you. I was going to get you to do that in my trap and bang, and then I was going to get you. But what I I like both guys personally, but I feel that Russell Wilson is probably more engaging with people and is probably more likely to interact with people in a in a more sincere way. So I feel that would help him grow a more uh, a more a bigger fan base. I am going to go with not just to be the opposite. I'm going with Kaepernick, and here's why. It's definitely Kaepernick. He's exposed a little bit more in terms of commercials, in national commercials. You see him, Mm. as uh, Daniel Jeremiah pointed out. Russell Wilson has his share, but Kaepernick's in more. Two, 
Kaepernick reached the Super Bowl, so more casual fans start becoming aware of football, whether you like it or not, around those two weeks. And three, recently Kaepernick was in that whole kerfuffle of retweeting the haters to inspire himself. And I think that the way things work, that probably the psychology of it is people love being dead, having a response, even if it is a, uh, uh, you know, a withering one. They love to hear when a guy like Kaepernick responds to them. Ergo, I'm going Kaepernick. And I bet you. It ain't even that close. I bet you he's got him by at least six figures. All right, just a quick rundown. Quick rundown of their Twitter profiles. Russell Wilson has uh, follows about three hundred and twenty people. Kaepernick only follows about one eighty. But Kaepernick also has that episode with uh, wearing the Dolphins hat, in which he once again oh, posted yeah. on Twitter, "Hey, you know, I wear whatever hat I want." Before he yes, redact- he communicates even if it's bad stuff. Yep, through even Twitter. if it's people, bad press, yeah. no press is bad press. Mm. So Colin Kaepernick has. About uh, 50,000 more followers. So it is kind of close, but Colin Kaepernick is, does have more followers. And what, what's the number, though? So 412. Really? Well, Russell Wilson's at 387. So I was right, but I'm surprised. that I would think pretty that close. those guys wouldn't be up near a million apiece. Pretty close. Colin Kaepernick is in a McDonald's commercial. Which, by the way, if someone challenges you to a game for your Mighty Wings, one, accept said challenge, and two, let them win. You don't want to eat McDonald's Mighty Wings. You just don't. Why? Oh, because you're shilling for KFC, our friends of the uh, of Beautiful the couch dating yeah. se- segment, hey. which you can find in NFL. Well, I'm shilling for KFC check. and for your health. You do not want to eat McDonald's Mighty Wings. All right, listen. So we'll leave it's you sort now. Of chicken. Let's say this. Sort of. Let's say let's go Pirates, America's team. Yep. Forget the Cowboys. Forget the Cardinals. We've seen that story too many times. Is no it, one wants to hear about it. Is it fair to say America's rooting for Bucks? Are the Rays still in it? No, they lost. Uh, Wait, the race? They're not. They're in it, but I don't know. They're by the time s- of this recording, they're losing to the uh, Red Sox. Yeah. I don't think people care about the race because there's a stink on that like dome stadium. I don't think people like that. Joe Madden seems like a super cool guy. But, oh, he's the best. Um, they should move them to a place where they don't have Major League Baseball. The thing that's absolutely right, like San Diego. Our friend Jonah Carey from Grantland would not like hearing you say that. He gets very upset about that. Sort of like saying Delia Harrison that Tony Romo is overrated. He does it. He does not like when people suggest the Rays leave Tampa, but they clearly should. They don't fill that place, and they're a playoff team every year. Um, Listen, what I'm rooting for, Pirates, Dodgers, in Chavez Ravine, so I can go see them play one another. That would be a a treat. All right, listen, we'll see what happens with that. Rank. Yes, sir. uh, You'll be a part of, hopefully, our conversation with with, uh, Cameron Jordan. We'll look forward to hopefully having you in there for that. Okay. Um, and uh, and then continue the good work. NFL.com, all his pages up there. all Pretty much every day of the week, it seems like, and also on NFL Fantasy Live. Can I have programming notes? Just a little space here myself. You know how early I was eating and you yeah. called it yeah. podcast? Well, because I was in between different shows. That was, that was the best part of the show. I was just coming off uh, producing the Culture Show podcast, but this week has Brian Billick and you're, Warren Sapp this on is, it. You're Why? promoting that? You're, you're promoting, promoting another podcast it's on this show? It's all the same family. It's all the NFL no, well, media family. Did, did Brian Billick, did he start talking about the Dave Damashek football program? He will. I would make sure that, yeah, it's I'd love all to hear around. That. People, I would love, even it's going to happen. Guys. I know Sap as he would possibly do it. can. It's all going to happen. So we How had Sap on the show today. It was pretty good. Of course, that. Why would didn't you book Sap on this show? Oh, yeah. there's no answer uh, to that one. That's Sap's a delightful fella to Jeez kibitz with, Louise. but it was more important for him to talk with Brian Billick. 
Steve Bravucci was out today because he has a bad voice. Oh, so. look how we, uh, yeah, well, that, that as not at all an answer to the question. Week but, six. All right, but, terrific. Mooch, all right. lo- Mooch is on one show a week, and he loses his voice every year <laughs> around this time. <laughs> all right. That's enough. Black tie. Go, uh, go eat the rest of the Monster Munch. Rank will uh, kibitz with you soon. And uh, thanks to you out there. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.